everyone. My name is Susanna. And I'm Elijah. Welcome to Doing Good, the podcast where we and our parents talk about the good that's happening in our community and the people that are making those good things happen. So we actually just kind of sit here until we're told to talk, but we're actually the funny ones, so stick around and listen. Hi, everybody. It's time for Doing Good, the podcast, and today we are talking to some people who made a conscious choice years ago to absolutely pour their lives into kids in a radical way that has consistently blown my mind. I'm Josh. Hi, Dr. Becky. Hi, Josh. How are you today? I'm sitting here thinking about years of our lives spent with the Olsons. The Olsons. Glenn and Amanda, who we always refer to as Mrs. Master Olson or Master Olson. And as we were thinking about this podcast, I thought, you know, these are two people who've been doing good. Really for good a long stuff time. for years. Right. And now here with us, two people for whom they did a lot of good, I think. Absolutely. I mean, and yeah. they're um and they're graduates of uh, the Olson's martial arts program, both uh, with their black belts. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we're super excited to talk with yeah. the Olson's and kind of their philosophies and what makes them do what they're doing. And also I'm excited to learn about their new program, which um, during this this pandemic and during uh during a time when I think a lot of us looked at each other and said, we cannot have our kids sitting at home <laughs> um, trying to school themselves like yeah. we did for the last nine weeks of the 2019-2020 school year. Right. Um, but they stepped up and they created a homeschool. And so I'm interested to hear about that process for them. And when I told the two, when I told Elijah, my son, that uh, we were going to talk to the Olsons, let's just keep it real. Sure. The reaction was, Oh, shoot. Susanna, you had the same reaction. Oh, and yeah. You mine... love them. So why was that? Mine was worse, actually. Um, that <laughs> was a very significant period of my childhood. I went to Taekwondo, if that hasn't been um, clear. It's <laughs> it a Taekwondo <laughs> program <laughs> that I went you. to for multiple years. And by the end of it, I was very done. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'm very excited to talk to mm -hmm. Mrs. Master Olson and Mr. Master Olson, but the initial reaction to knowing that we were going to be talking to them was not a good one. Yeah, I'm not sure what to call them. Like, should I call them like Master and uh, Mrs. I Master? Would, uh, I would call them Master Olson, and then I would call them Ma'am and Sir, just like you did when yeah, you were in your Taekwondo yeah. days. Well, I mean, think about it. When... Uh, uh, Obi-Wan meets Yoda. He doesn't call him, hey, Yoda. He calls him Master Yoda, right? So think of it that way. Think of they are like literally that term of great, great respect. Right. <laughs> what you don't, the, the Star Wars reference is not uh, flying with you, too. Yeah. You know what That's I mean? Fun. I mean, I think you brought up a good point, Elijah, that um, when you meet somebody with whom you have a relationship of like, you know, like a teacher, and then you run into them. It's like weird because you're out of context and the context for you all. Was that it? I mean, is that yeah. it a little bit? Yeah, but I'm looking forward to seeing them, just like seeing how they're doing because I haven't seen them in years. So mm -hmm. We've seen them a little more recently because Millie got her black belt right, also. Yeah. So we've only been a couple years out of, well, no, I guess we're about three or four years out of that process now. But Millie um, is your third daughter. Yeah, Millie is the youngest. Who will one day have her own podcast. <laughs> probably. Yeah. If you talk to her, it'll be next week. But yeah. um, but so we've been there a little more recently, and especially since they moved to the new facility. Did yeah, you... no, I, I've been there to the new facility. I was probably there at the new facility for like a year and maybe a year and a half. Um, yeah, so I, I think I it was back in... 2017 or early 2018 whenever i uh stopped doing it right. but i did it for like three or four mm -hmm. years i think I, I i probably have the the uh the, the receipt, the receipt yeah, somewhere the the thing that always blew my mind I, when i heard about the olsons years ago i thought okay this is about uh, taekwondo and i was in very much not interested in that for my kids and then i began to hear that no actually they're about training people to have respect for themselves and for others, learning how to control your body, learning how to master your mind. 
And that's when I thought, that's what I want for my kids. That's what I want for myself. And I found out that that's really the core of it. I, I kind of, I want, I'm interested to see if they believe this is that the Taekwondo is not the core part. No, it's not, not, the, it, not the fighting. That's not the part of it. That's the most useful. Um, so what do you, you guys graduates of the program, as opposed to we who just sat in the bleachers and watched, um, what Our do you phones. think the, um, the most important thing you got out of that process was Susanna? Uh, I would definitely agree with mr joshua he said you know when you're eight years old it really does feel like oh i'm gonna go to fighting class again i'm gonna go punch someone in the stomach eight times go kick them in the side i'd like to do fighting class (sighs) it's it's fun it's It's how it feels when you're eight but it def looking back it definitely teaches you a lot about your character and I think the most valuable thing I learned at that age, I learned integrity. That's a word that they really stress at Olsen's Martial Arts. What does integrity mean to you? Integrity is doing the right thing when no one's when no one is watching. Okay. Mm. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah, All they right. had um they taught a lot of core principles. Um they actually had them listed up on the front. And you had to recite them every single time you uh, started. Okay, I'm ready uh, to go. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, no, I, I don't remember them. But courtesy, I remember. Integrity, courtesy, integrity. Perseverance, pers- self-control, yeah. respect, and victory, sir. Oh, man. Elijah, she smoked you. Yeah, no. Yeah. And, and you did it longer ago than I did, so I don't really have an excuse there. <laughs> um, but, Susan, I see you glowing with pride. No, I just I'm so tired. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of formality in different things in the way they do, and it basically just after years it teaches you um, all those different core principles. You know, it, it teaches you um, self-respect. You know, it teaches you all these different things, um, and a lot of it is lessons that they don't just sit down and tell you. Though some of them are, a lot of them are as you're training and you're doing different things. Um, they will kind of take you aside and, you know, they'll, they'll teach you lessons as you do it because, you know, you're going to mess up and you're going to do other things and they use those as learning opportunities. Yep. So here's the thing that I appreciated a lot about what the Olsons taught my kids and actually ended up teaching me too Mm -hmm. was, um, you know, our kids went into it with the clear express stated goal of you are going to achieve the black belt. And Susanna kind of went into it, not really knowing she was our first one. But when the second one came along, the second one was getting hauled along to go sit in a Taekwondo class. Um, And so when she was about five or six, she came, I want to do Taekwondo. I want to do it too. And so, um, so it was like, well, you, you can do Taekwondo, but you have to understand if you start it, you're going to finish it. You're going to get that black belt. Um, so what, and, and the same with Millie, you know, Millie was getting hauled along too. So she hit about five or six and she wanted to start Taekwondo. And it's like, you're going to get that black belt. Um, and so, uh, what they did was they showed you guys how to um, how to take a big goal, which is getting that black belt, and break it down into little manageable steps, right? So we're getting that orange belt, mm-hmm. we're getting that yellow belt, we're getting that green belt, both stages of it, mm-hmm. you know. And so it took it showed you kind of at a kind of a gut core level how you take a big goal and you break it into the smaller pieces and you take it step by step, and eventually, before you know it, boom, you're at the big goal. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And that is an invaluable lesson as far as I'm concerned. Because that's how life works. Yes. Well, that's how anything works. And so, um, you know, so the good that the Olsons are doing is so much deeper and so much richer than just what you get on the surface, Mm -hmm. which like Susanna says, as an eight-year-old kid, we're going to fight club. Right. Oh, yeah. And it's fun. You get to like beat stuff up. It's great. Yeah. So um, but but what, what they're really doing is they're molding your character in, and so that you really are can be good citizens of the world. And you can do good. Yeah. Well, that's part of it. Right. Supposedly. Uh, you know, I'm curious who you know, they are so influential on that literally thousands of lives in our area here. Yeah. But I was thinking today about who is influential for people your age? 
like is it the term influencers? Is that it? Like social media influencers? Or I wondered about who is the, kind of like who's the person? I don't think we want to know the answer to that. I very much want to know the answer to that. Who is the who is influencing the 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 sixteen seventeen in a good way or a bad way? Well, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'd like to keep it good. Let's keep it good. Yeah, who are the the the, the, the who's at the forefront of? Not necessarily the doing good influence, but just the, you know, like, for instance, I think there was a time in our lives, QI roles, Taylor Swift was that person. You know, she seemed to literally influence young people, male and female. Maybe she still is. Who is that now? I think there's a Uh, lot of celebrities who are. I don't know that they're doing good, though, John. Well, I mean, but they must be, they're capturing hearts and minds. Who is that? I think I'm... it's different for everyone. For me, it's probably Emma Watson. Just people that you can follow on social media, but see what they're doing. Who is she? Emma Watson? She's Hermione Granger. She's a movie star. She was Hermione uh, Granger. Look at me getting looks of death right now. Like, are you even a human? Even for me. It's like, I know. Where have you been? I didn't attach the name, so she's still a thing. She's still a, huh. she's still a cultural she's like, influencer. She's, she's the new age Audrey Hepburn. Basically. Oh, now wait a minute. That's that's a claim. That's a claim right there. I know she doesn't act me, as much. It's like are you you know she we do not deserve her. She is she's more of a um, activist these days. Yeah, she's not been acting as much um, as Audrey Hepburn did in her later days. Oh yeah, and well, did hopefully good. And oh, did absolutely. A tremendous her work good. with UNICEF is unbelievable. I'm not afraid to make that claim because I wrote. A 12-page research paper on Audrey Hepburn in eighth grade. So, <laughs> so Susanna don't is worry. poised to identify. Don't worry. New Audrey. I know okay. all the facts. I love that. I love that you offered her up because she's she's. I did not know that. I really did not. So Emma Uncultured. Watson. Uncultured. Emma she, Watson is doing a lot of work for um, with feminism okay. and um, equality for women and um, and. The, I follow her on social media also because you know, like going back to hipping with it. But yeah, I do, yeah. I do follow her, and she also is big about literacy. And mm. um, yeah, I mean Emma Watson's a good. A, 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 I approve. <laughs> Thank Aren't you. Aren't you relieved? Right. <laughs> wow, needed that. <laughs> How about you, Elijah? Uh, influential. I don't know. There, there aren't too many, like our age. No, I mean like any age. Emma Watson's anyone, much older anyone. than you, right? um, isn't she? Oh yeah. Yes. Um, I'm putting on the spot here. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Honestly, I don't really know. No one really comes to mind. Oh, you can say me. It's okay. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. It's me. I know it's me. Do you have a second place, or do you have if, if you had to guess, Susanna? While I just thinking of someone who you think well, is influencing think teenagers in our world today. My mind jumps. For him to a tennis player, probably. Maybe, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, more in the even past, a female probably. one, like Serena Williams, all the good that she's doing with her brand and just her aura. Uh-huh. No. Powerful, powerful, strong, powerful. independent. Well, who's your who's your celebrity crush? I know where that's, that's totally different. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about literally steering the course of the planet in terms of who they are and what they're doing. You know, because I think that's what the Olsons you're going to find out in a moment are are really doing in our area. I think that I think yours is Dolly Parton. Oh, oh yes, gosh, you are totally yes. right. I do. I How, think yours I mean, is Dolly Parton. I mean. Yes. Q nine to five. How <laughs> in uh, and I'm not going to know how to say this in a politically correct way, so don't say this, Josh. But here goes: uh, an individual who has literally brought together two diverse sp- parts of the spectrum of America. You know, from the and I can't even come up with the names that aren't going to be. But you know what? We, we label them like. Think of the stereotypical right. Think of the stereotypical left. And stereotypes are dangerous and awful. Don't do that. Yeah. But that and do that. Everybody can and agree on And they come Dolly. together around this woman yeah. who is literally leading a cultural revolution sure. in terms of entertainment and in terms of uh, literacy and in terms of humanitarian work. Mm. So you're right. Yeah, it's hard and, for people to disagree with other people that are just simply doing good. It's hard to find fault with those people. Hopefully. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I mean, you would see a lot of those people would say, oh my goodness, t- yeah. look at my DMs. Uh, I, a lot of people are finding fault with me. And, and, and those people who do what they do out front, right. out front, right. are literally targets. Sure. 
No, you I'm sure Emma Watson gets some hate, don't you bet? Oh yeah. yeah. For her and for her for her world. Does anybody want to know what my uh, celebrity crush is? Yes, just enlighten sure. us. Yeah. Becky, I was wondering. Becky, I was wondering who's your celebrity crush? Bill Gates. Bill Gates. I didn't. Gates. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Microsoft founder. I mean, he's a pretty attractive guy. I mean, <laughs> I not gonna lie. Okay, you're gonna laugh. I'm more of a fan of Melinda. But I seriously, seriously, seriously love the work that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation do. And um, yeah, Bill Gates. Bill Gates is okay. Bill Gates is okay. my guy. Okay. So well, I know what to get you for Christmas. There you go. A poster. Yeah. Or uh, you know what I'd really love is like a bobblehead of Bill Gates. So I'm, no one knows how to shop the net like you, Becky. So I'm sure there's one in the middle. She's attracted to the money. <laughs> well, you know, okay, A, it doesn't hurt. Um, but B, it's just more that, you know, kind of intellectual. Um, it's that intellectual genius who uh, who wants to actually change the world. Yeah. So, yeah, for the better. Um yeah, okay. All right. So, there we go. Speaking of changing their world, ladies and gentlemen, it's so cool to introduce you to Glenn and Amanda Olson. Hi everyone. We are here and happy to be here with Glenn and Amanda Olson and the kids were like, "What do we call them?" And I said, "You know, I want to call them Master Olson." And um they're like, "Do we call him Mr. Master Olson and Mrs. Master Olson?" I said, "Well, you know, I I'm sure they'll they'll let you know." Um but Glenn and Amanda Olson of um Olson's Martial Arts, um and Amanda and Glenn are into a lot of other things, so we are uh, very excited to talk with you guys today. Well, thank you so much. For- I love a good backstory, and and <laughs> your backstory has always been so amazing to me. I, I I but I did not know until years into knowing you that the martial arts has been a part of your life since you both were very very young, right? I mean, right. I met your dad, mm-hmm. who who had been in it for years. So give us an idea of how you began the journey of being in martial arts. Okay, um, well. It was 1978, <laughs> so that was a little, a little Which far back. Which doesn't seem that long ago to me, but for, for our yeah. kids, like, that, that must be 1920. Yeah, I, yeah, right. So I was 10 years old, and my parents, um, just like a lot of parents do, were looking for something positive for their kids to do, and uh, signed my brother up. He was eight years old at the time. I was 10, and uh, it looked like fun, so I jumped out there and really um, in Taekwondo in Panama City, Florida. That's where I'm from. And we just never looked back as a family. My dad ended up, uh, we all got our black belts, and he decided he wanted to make this a career for himself. Your dad, your brother, you. And my mom. And your mom. Mm Mm-hmm. So you had this powerful image of a woman in martial arts from oh, the time you were very young. <laughs> yes, yes. And I had uh, great instructors and we were highly competitive at that time, you know, and we traveled like people do travel ball now. We were traveling martial artists and we went all over the country competing. And, you know, so I had a, a lot of uh, influence from all over about uh, competition, about, you know, how to carry yourself, uh, how to get along with all different types of people. And it was just a great, great fun experience for me as a kid, you know. And then when my dad opened up the uh, studio, we moved to Fort Walton Beach, Florida. That's where the school is still there today. My brother runs it. That's and uh, I, I mean, I've yeah. known you for years and did not know that. I mean, it really transformed your family. Oh, it did. And, you know, I think about what would have happened if I hadn't started martial arts. And, you know, I was a shy, very uncoordinated little little kid, um, afraid to raise your hand in class and, you know, kind of the last one picked for dodgeball, which mm-hmm. I didn't want to play anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't know what my life would be without it. So I'm very grateful that my parents involved me early. How about you, Mr. Olson? My story's quite a bit different. I uh, When I started, I was in the Air Force, actually. I grew up in small town, Wisconsin, and I always wanted to do martial arts ever since I was a little kid. I'd see a couple TV shows that Kung Fu and some other yeah. uh, old, these old TV Throwing shows. Throwing stars. Uh-huh. Yes. And I said, I want to learn how to do that. And I remember jumping off the couch and kicking as a kid. But in uh, and, and where I lived, it hadn't reached, martial arts hasn't reached there yet, you know, but now it's everywhere. Martial arts is everywhere. Uh-huh. So uh, when I joined the Air Force, um, when I was 19, 
Um, the first duty station I was stationed at was uh, Herbert Field, which is uh, right in Fort Walton Beach. Mm-hmm. And uh, I oh, I taking, see this coming. Yep, <laughs> yep, I signed up with uh, her father, with my wife's father. Oh no! Yeah, and I ended up marrying my instructor's daughter, which is my favorite uh. thing to say. <laughs> so she's been, you know, you were training for gosh, six, seven years longer than 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 when I started. I think you had already been. Training yeah, I think for, I had just tested for my third degree mm-hmm. black belt. When, when we started we, dating. When we started dating, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I had to learn how to be a fast runner. And that, that takes a lot of confidence to step up to a third degree. Our first date, uh, I was 15 minutes late bringing her home, so uh, that was not a good start. <laughs> and you begin to really understand well, the power of martial arts. Yeah, yeah. And, and fast legs, because you, know, yeah. you got to run fast. But uh, but I thought I'd go there, start there, and then really build up and, and you know, <laughs> I can only improve from there. You're, you're 19, 20, 21? Yeah, I was uh, 19 when I, when I, so I was probably about 20 years old there. Uh-huh. Yeah, when I, well, 19 when I started in 1985. Wow. Uh, and then at some point you come to Johnson City. Was there a martial arts time period where the two of you were running a business elsewhere, or did you start it here? How did that happen that you came here? Well, in 1988, my father-in-law uh, and my, my mother-in-law uh, moved to uh, Daytona. Uh, for right. She had a job opportunity there. She was in the jewelry business then because mm-hmm. she had some knee problems and she can continue teaching. Uh, martial arts and uh, so she had a, a great job uh, opportunity there and so he went uh, uh, my father-in-law master chick mathis uh went there and he, he started martial arts there so you know wherever he went he, he just would start training so mandy and i took over the school in 1988 and we had it for five years in fort walton beach and uh with, we always had the goal of we honeymooned in the smoky mountains so we always thought it would be a really nice place to raise our kids I'm, you know, I'm being from, uh, from Wisconsin, and then her her family in Florida. Kind of in the middle. It's right in the middle. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 10, 10, 12 hours either way, mm-hmm. and uh, nice buffer zone, too. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even with both families, yeah, not closer yeah. to the other. Teenagers, you'll know what we're talking about. <laughs> You're like, no, we already know what we're talking about. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, we, we traveled um, through um, – when we were looking for to to move, we were just uh, we drove through every mid-sized town in Tennessee. We, we went through uh, Clarksville, suburbs of Nashville, Murfreesboro, Kingsport, Bristol. We drove through Johnson City, and it was the the funniest feeling. We both knew this was where we went, where we wanted to live. Mm-hmm. I heard that story from a lot of people, mm-hmm. different different lines mm-hmm. of work. You know, they drive through the city, and there's just something about it mm-hmm. that uh, that attracted us to it. You know, we just uh, the mountain surrounding us and the people and uh, and the industry that's here that really helps stabilize the the, the economy, mm-hmm. you know, the, mm-hmm. with the Eastman and the hospital and the med school and, and all of those uh, mm-hmm. aspects. So, we you know, we looked at all from a business perspective as well, but um, and it all was pointing in a positive direction. So mm-hmm. That's interesting. You know, yeah. that's funny because I can distinctly remember this happening to me when I was driving down I am I-81 going from Pennsylvania to Oklahoma City to go to college. Yeah. And I remember going by the exit, which was uh, wow. 19E at the time and saying, I'm going to live here someday. Wow. Isn't that weird? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's very that. weird. <laughs> and I just, I, yeah, back in college. And then I, here I end up here. Anyway, it's kind of crazy. But, but okay, so this podcast is us talking to people who we see out in the community doing good things for the community. Um, and so I um, would be interested to hear from you guys in your own words about why you think you're doing good in the community. Maybe maybe you don't think about it in those terms, but we do. So we'll tell you. Well, but... thank you. So you are. Let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> okay. Well, we appreciate that. You have a coveted spot that. on our podcast. Uh, and for me, if I could just say before you answer that question, the reason I think that's so critical is because I years ago when I heard you were doing martial arts. Okay, great. You're doing martial arts. I'm ignorant. I know nothing about right. martial arts. It was very soon I realized that this was about something way mm-hmm. bigger than than yeah. a technique of martial arts. Right. This is for you all, like literally about doing something in the lives of human beings, yeah. <laughs> namely very young ones. So I don't mean to interrupt the question, sure. but mm-hmm. you know that seemed to be at some point a big part of your story. So how did that begin? Well, I think that. Um... You know, I can start with my dad teaching me 
and saying, you know, I, I can remember him saying it and he still says it, you know, Mandy, what you're going to find is you're not teaching martial arts. You're helping people learn how to live, mm-hmm. you know, and how to have confidence. That's what, that's what you're teaching, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, as a teenager, he was telling me that and just always keep in mind that your martial arts that you're teaching is just a, an avenue for helping people reach their goals. And so I took that to heart. And, you know, of course, Glenn and I have very, very much the same heart that each person that walks through the door, you know, is either going to be a blessing to us or we're going to be a blessing to them, you know, one way or the other. So that, you know, the everybody who comes in is going to teach us something or we're going to teach them something. So keeping that open mind, you know, and then when you work with a person in that, capacity, you're completely open to what their needs are and what they have to offer you and what they, what you can do to help them. And I think that every person has a gift and part of our job and our mission is to help people realize what theirs is and then go with it, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that is. And, you know, for a, for an eight-year-old to learn how to be confident and if that takes them onto the career of their dreams or the, the life of their dreams, then I just feel so blessed to have a part of that. And every mm-hmm. once in a while, we get a glimpse of that. You know, we've mm-hmm. been doing it long enough to where uh, kids come back, well, with their kids. You know, You're and, starting uh, into that second generation. <laughs> yes, yes, we actually have taught the second generation, oh, you know, uh-huh. uh, people who have Dang, graduated you're old, college. Dang, you're old, I know. <laughs> 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 so. You're not a man. I'm like, I wonder how he's going to dig himself out of that. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a blessing really oh, i bet but, that yeah. just must feel like oh, yeah it's, it's they so walk in and you're it. like okay i still feel 29 yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> apparently i'm not <laughs> we just had a a student of ours ethan McInturf, who went to west point he graduated mm-hmm. from west point mm-hmm. and he attributes uh his martial arts training and time as in it because he he taught for us he was an instructor for us mm-hmm. And went through my wife's leadership program and, yeah, and her instructor program. From and from yeah, him. and uh, and he attributes that huge, hugely to his success and being accepted to mm-hmm. West Point and graduating. And, and we we're so proud of him. He's mm-hmm. just turned out to be a wonderful young but man. But it was not his Taekwondo that got him in. It was his attributed the life skills. Oh, yes. Is That's, that it? Oh, I mean, and uh, talk about how, 100%. what are you, what are you drilling in there? What are, what are those skills you know, that you're hoping? It's to funny take? because, you know, people develop confidence through all different types of experiences, right? Mm-hmm. You know, what we do at the school, if you think about it, every time they come to class, we throw something different at them. You know, try this, try that, try this. What does that lead to? It leads to uh, uh, having, um, you not having a, a failure to, or uh, a fear to fail. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They just mm-hmm. jump out there and they do their best. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we, we coach them and, and, and guide them along to succeed. And sometimes it takes them a while to get something, but then they learn perseverance through that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and really, you know, that's just one of the ways that they develop confidence. Now, somebody that might be timid, you know, we learn, we teach them how to look at somebody in the eyes and to speak clearly and to, and to be respectful. And then we ask the question, you know, does respect need to be practiced? Sure it does. Okay, well, what does that lead to? That leads to more confidence. You know, they're not afraid to say thank you or to go up and ask somebody for something. So there's, there's all types of um, ways that kids will develop uh, that confidence. Mm. So. Well, and then it's giving them those little victories too. Yes, like they get huge. out there, they yeah. have to practice something. They don't get it right the first time. They're in a non-judgmental atmosphere. Mm-hmm. They're having somebody cheer for them and say, okay, let's try it again. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they get it. And that is something you fall back on every time you say, well, okay, here's a new challenge. And, um, and I don't think I can do it, but I didn't think I could do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did it. And so now I, right, so it, it gives you the strength you need mm-hmm. to, push forward mm-hmm. and attack the new challenge. Mm-hmm. And what happens when they're in college and they, they come across a, a barrier or, or a real challenge in college? Mm-hmm. You know, well, we want to teach them to, to fight through that challenge mm-hmm. you know, and, and to succeed. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take perseverance and it's going to take hard work and focus. And those are all things that we teach on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I would think, Dr. Becky, you being a pediatrician, mm-hmm. you have a similar story or could tell a lot of the same stories mm-hmm. as the two of you mm-hmm. uh, could of of having families walk in the door 
and you never know what you're going to find. For some, <laughs> right. there's a stable home where wellness is being taught, confidence is being taught, and then you have some, and you probably are horrified at what you see. You know, you're going, this is not healthy or good. And you're having to step into both of those places and and try to do, do some good. Mm-hmm. So how do you do that? Like, you know, because you can't control what happened in the, you know, eight hours prior to them coming to you for your lesson mm-hmm. that day. Is that, am I, am I, am I overthinking that? No, or is that not reality? at all. Not at all. Not at all. And, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people come to us for fun and fitness and it's a great thing to do, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a uh, social and it's safe and, you know, just positive role models. But a lot of people come to us because their kids are struggling in some area, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and they let you know that right away. Mm-hmm. And so we want to work uh, with the families to say, okay, what, what is this person struggling with? It's not always children. Adults come in, you know, mm-hmm. with, with things too. And um, I met a veteran who had, who had some PTSD issues mm-hmm. and he was in his 50s. And he was there learning Taekwondo with you. So it's not just kids. I see no, what you mean. Right. And, uh, um, you know, just kind of finding out, okay, what is the problem that your child's having and how can we help? And taking it and, and letting the parents know. I think the, not just the kid have confidence, but the parent have confidence yeah. that, you know, you can, you can help your child too. Mm-hmm. And you're doing the right thing by asking somebody for help. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and, what I have found is letting the parent know they're not alone. Because mm. sometimes when you're with your seven-year-old and you think that I'm the only one that's having this problem, mm-hmm. everybody else's family is perfect, mm-hmm. you can assure them that that's not the case, mm-hmm. <laughs> that a lot of people are having this problem, mm-hmm. and here's here are steps you can take to solve it. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes and often you refer them to physicians mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. therapists or things like that that, mm-hmm. you know, um, here's a step that you probably need to take because this is a little beyond the realms of just helping build their confidence right. up mm-hmm. or helping them with self-control. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one is bullying issues. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's something that you talk about bring it kind of back around to doing good in the community. Mm-hmm. That's been on, you know, our hearts for years mm-hmm. is, you know, we have a message that helps kids. And when we realize that, wow, if we can find a way to reach kids beyond just our classroom, you know, that's when Glenn started the safety net kids program and the bully prevention Mm -hmm. is, you know, you don't have to know Taekwondo to learn some of the things that you can do to prevent being picked on Mm -hmm. or to build Mm self-confidence. You know, we have that Avenue and it's fun, but it's not the only way. Mm -hmm. And so taking our message out of the classroom and into the school systems or churches or Mm -hmm. boy scouts, girl scouts, different groups that work with kids. And that's been a huge joy for us. And I think that one of the most ways that most empowering ways that we've been able to affect our community here is to just let kids know that they can Mm -hmm. and they don't Mm -hmm. have to be picked on or, uh, you know, and, you know, we do self-defense and we do um, teach kids uh, personal safety, stranger, you know, safety and Mm -hmm. things like that. And I think I'll let Glenn tell the story because we had one, we worked with um, Mm -hmm. the uh, homeless children in the area and on uh, assault prevention and, you know, abduction prevention mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. And just had one of the most wonderful stories from the teacher. I'll let you tell that. Sure. Um, you're talking about the child that was lured to a car? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was uh, a couple of years ago. Um, uh, there was a, a person locally here that was trying to lure kids mm-hmm. uh, into their car. Um, and I believe they were at a park then. Mm-hmm. And there were two girls playing together, one of them being my student. Um, and, you know, we teach these things, you know, how do you respond? Mm-hmm. You know, the, you know, it, on, on the, the big scope of things, it doesn't happen that often. But when it does. Mm-hmm. It can be devastating. You, yes, yeah. it's devastating. You know, so every child needs, you know, I strongly believe that every child needs to be, you know, told, you know, certain safety things, even though they're very uh, not likely to happen to them. You know, mm-hmm. these, these, these uh, kinds of confrontations. Uh, I always use the illustration, um, you know, imagine a, a child, six, seven, eight years old, and imagine them being touched in an inappropriate way. Mm-hmm. And just to imagine them being scared and not knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in our program, we teach physical self-defense as well. Somebody punch, throws a punch at us, we block it and we counter and we protect ourselves. 
but who's the, who's there to protect that little child? Mm-hmm. You know, what is the best possible response like a kid like that could take? Mm-hmm. Well, the best possible thing is to be confident and to say no and say back off and leave me alone and create a scene and 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 just um, teach that child the best possible response that you could take in that situation mm-hmm. and it's horrible mm-hmm. i mean it's very horrible but um you know it's funny I, I was doing a talk one of my safety net kids talks in an elementary school and um one of the girls was, and it was there was like uh you know a couple hundred kids and uh, one of the teachers um afterwards i, I went over the the safety lessons the one that i just covered and um and the 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 this teacher came up to me afterwards and said, this little girl right over here, do you see her? And then she pointed her out to me. She was, she's been sexually abused. Oh God. And she said, when, when I said, this jokes me up every time. She, she said that when I said that it's not, it's not your fault. If this mm-hmm. happens to you, if this happens mm-hmm. to you, if you are touched inappropriately, the, the worst thing you can do mm-hmm. is keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. You need to tell somebody. Mm-hmm. And she said, her, her, this little girl eyes lifted up and she smiled and, and, uh, you know, I kind of said, that's what I, that's why I'm doing this, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that still chokes me up to this day. And that was, gosh, that was a long time ago. That was probably mm-hmm. back in 2010 or, you know, you're probably the first know. person that said that to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a message that that's um, really preached a lot, but right. I, you know, I, I felt it really strong when I developed that program and wrote mm-hmm. down that, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of kids, you know, the percentage rate is very high mm-hmm. between, you know, kids and teenage young ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh, being abused, sexually abused, mm-hmm. and, um, and they need to know the proper responses to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of those, the first being, is their voice. Yeah. And and to know what's right and what's wrong, and and how to respond, and how to and have some, how to have some power. Yeah. You know, if you come to one of your classes, what I'm amazed at you are you are literally taking these little human beings or big human <laughs> beings, you know, and it's like you're pumping them full of power, yeah. you know, and they're learning to see themselves as not being passive in life, but being able to step out. And not be aggressive, you know, like mm-hmm. in terms of, right. of uh, that was the other big lesson for me as a parent was mm-hmm. this is not about taking some bad guy out. This is not <laughs> about, you know, some t- sweeping some guy's knee. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it, it's not, not Mr. Miyagi, you know, I mean, right. it's it's about learning to use the energy that you, that God gave you mm-hmm. as a human being mm-hmm. yeah, and turning that into something of good. Is that right? I mean, is that yeah, a big thing? Yeah, you know, I have a... Story after story of of people of all ages, children, teens, adults, who were able to use their voice and their eye contact and their body posture Mm -hmm. to prevent Mm -hmm. becoming a victim. Mm -hmm. You know, they never had to even get in a stance or engage. Yeah, yeah, you Mm -hmm. never had to engage. You just learned how to say, you know, no. Right. You know, and that's that is like Glenn said, the first thing is using your voice. And so. Um, we yell a lot, you know, but that's why, yeah. you know, to learn because it's funny how many people lot. are, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, not you know, at kids with no. kids. No, 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 that's no. so important. The kids though. are yelling. Yes. Right. Having a... Susanna went through uh, oh, yeah. many years of Taekwondo and mm-hmm. all the way to her black belt, and I don't think I ever heard her yell. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember thinking, you know, and it really, you know, you guys really draw them out and say, you know, you can focus your power using that voice. And right. it's, it's, it is, it's so elemental. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Suzanne still broke the board, even though she yes, did yell. <laughs> she just might she have broken internal yell faster yeah. if she was yelling yeah. it externally. That, that opens, that happens from the first moment they walk in the doors mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. th- th- what do they learn now you know now that we've actually organized it even more mm-hmm. you know nowadays we, we have seven words of respect mm-hmm. yes sir yes ma'am yeah, uh, no sir no, no ma'am please thank you and you're welcome mm-hmm. and and we mm-hmm. teach them to to uh to say those things mm-hmm. and not to be shy about being courteous or mm-hmm. being respectful mm-hmm. and kids are yeah they have it in their heart they're they're courteous mm-hmm. and, and they, they're respectful but sometimes they don't voice it. And so how do you build that in them? You know, build that confidence to be mm-hmm. respectful and be courteous. Mm-hmm. And we do it every day. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why we have the kids say yes, sir, yes, ma'am, right mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. So if they're not used to that, then well, they'll get used to it pretty quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we do it, you know, in a very positive way, of course. You know, we have a lot of things to reinforce positive behavior. Mm-hmm. And, and every time we see something, 
you know, my favorite thing to do is if I've got, you know, four, four uh, kids that are super wiggly and, and they're not focused, mm-hmm. but I've got one that's standing like a statue and being my leader, mm-hmm. I will point him out and I'll say, man, you get a leadership strike from me after class today. Mm-hmm. And then all the other four kids are looking around like saying, a, what do I need to do? Oh, so I get attention for doing well. Yeah. Ah, okay, oh, no, 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 no. I want to give them attention when they do bad. Is that, isn't that what, I mean, isn't that how we parent yeah, so often is yeah, I am yeah. only paying attention to the negative yeah. behavior and oh, uh, you took the trash out. Good. You're supposed to, you know, <laughs> yeah. that that's a lesson that I learned from yeah. you mm-hmm. is, 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 is acknowledge Rewarding what you want the good to, behavior. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. acknowledge what you want to reinforce. Mm-hmm. And that's a masterful lesson, which mm-hmm. leads me to something I think as we try to manage my time our time here with you is that you are master mom. Yes. And, yeah, that's and, been fun. <laughs> and you have been that's an extension though of what you're doing in, in terms of equipping parents mm-hmm. with literally some of the basics that they mm-hmm. never learned as children themselves, you know, when they were being parented and now biology has worked they have a baby and <laughs> i don't know what to do well you know and it it's that you're your person but your child is not you mm-hmm. you know wait and- wait hold on <laughs> Really? It's <laughs> <laughs> huge, isn't it? Is well, it? I have one that's me and one that's not me. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so. But um, inherently respecting who they are. Yeah. And, yeah. and knowing that what works for you or what motivates you is not, you realize real quick that well, they're not listening to me. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't care about time out. Mm-hmm. They don't, you know. I, you know, why aren't they doing what I think they I should be doing? Them. It yeah. didn't work. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, um, so yeah, that's, that's a big part. But, you know, my heart was just, um, kind of the same thing as, you know, the safety net mm-hmm. is, you know, I'm working one on one with a lot of folks. That's, there's, there's unique situations, but there's also mm-hmm. some very common ground, mm-hmm. you know, something that can work kind of universally for most kids. Uh, and parents. And so that's when I thought, well, you know, I kind of write just as a something I enjoyed doing. And I thought, I've got a lot of these stories. I got a lot of these things. Let's put them together. And, you know, so uh, I, that's what I thought. Well, I'll write a book, you know, and maybe that'll get into some hands and help mm-hmm. some folks. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I was able to do uh, accomplish that last year and mm-hmm. uh, wrote a little sequel to it. And, um, it's really just basic tips of, you know, families, if your child's, you know, I wrote an article last week, if your child's lying a lot, mm-hmm. you know, what are some steps you can take to do that? Mm-hmm. You know, or, uh, your child just wants to look at you and say, no, <laughs> you know, how do you handle that? You know, in a, in a way that's going to use positive reinforcement mm-hmm. so that, you know, uh, I think recently too, it was, um, stop yelling at your kids, mm-hmm. you know, and that's something that like. Why? You know, they're driving me crazy. They won't listen yeah. to me if I don't yell <laughs> Right, like you know, so, yeah. so just some things that, you know, I've learned through the years, obviously things from my parents and um, as a parent, you know, just kind of, kind of having a heart to reach out uh, beyond just the students that we see every day. Mm-hmm. It's like a modern day Mrs. Piggle Wiggle. Yes. <laughs> I love Mrs. Piggle Wiggle. Exactly what I was thinking. Who could right? break your legs? Exactly. Oh, that's right. Got, you're a seventh degree black belt uh, I actually am an eighth degree. Eighth degree yeah, black belt. Show I'm off. Okay. <laughs> and I'm a faster runner. <laughs> you both are, are accomplished martial artists, eighth degree. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask you to, what degree you are. I'm an eighth degree. Okay. Okay. Thank you for up. offering she that up. several years my senior well once you get up I mean, every year it takes longer to re- achieve that next degree it right? does yeah. yeah there's a, a years added every degree right. so from fifth to six is five years yeah. from six to seven to six years so i loved how you pivoted in the pandemic which has been sure. so important just for everybody but you know you you get into an environment where you literally cannot bring students in mm-hmm. And then I hear you're doing this amazing thing with uh, supporting families as they learn from home. So help us understand where that is and, and how that's working. Well, I'll turn it over to my wife in a second, but I have to give credit to her for this because the moment this hit and the moment that we were uh, quarantined and we had to actually close our school, mm-hmm. the, she was on Zoom already. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was she was like ahead of just about everybody in our in our martial arts peers that we have all over the country. She just... She jumped on that and, and developed the, the, the Zoom program and how to teach it. And we, we really analyzed it and how to do it effectively. Mm-hmm. And um, I attribute that to her and her quickness. But mm-hmm. I'll turn it over to you to, to share your thoughts on it. But um, it was uh, 
it was her uh, proactiveness that really made a huge difference. Well, you know, attributing a lot of that too, just to the team that we have at work and everybody just coming in, buckling down, brainstorming. Absolutely. You know, and uh, teaching on Zoom is a lot different than teaching in person Mm -hmm. because uh, you have to be so animated and active. Mm -hmm. By the end of the day, we were so exhausted. It's exhausting. You don't don't get any energy back from that. Right. That's the reason why. Looking at a camera. But it's been great. And we're actually still teaching on Zoom. We have a a large number of families who are still home and remote. Mm -hmm. But um, as far as the school, the homeschool that we've done, you know, we homeschooled uh, Keith and Katie, our kids, through Keith all the way through. Mm -hmm. Um, He did go to Tri-Cities Christian one year and um, uh, Fairmont one year. Mm -hmm. And uh, just our schedule is, you know, daytime Mm -hmm. we're freer and nighttime we are not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, what we found when the kids were school age is – you We're never, never seeing them. Yeah. yeah. I feel so, your pain. Josh. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we just flip-flopped our schedules and um, uh, homeschooled them. So I had some experience in that. And this summer with Master Mom, that was a huge question. Mm-hmm. You know, parents were having what, you know, we tried the learning. It wasn't working for us. Some kids are fine on it, mm-hmm. you know, and some just don't. And so I was getting a lot of questions on that, spent some time on that. And then it was kind of like, well, what can you do? You know, and obviously I can't homeschool your mm-hmm. kids, you know, but um, we had an idea like what would be helpful for kids to be that want to go back to school that don't necessarily want to homeschool for you know their mm-hmm. their time, but they need to right now. What would be something that they could go to school, interact in small groups, have a teacher, they'd be safe, their parents could go to work and then th- when things go back to hopefully somewhat normal for the kids they could seamlessly go back into school, mm-hmm. you know? So our, our intent was to take kids that wanted to go back to school. How could we help them do that? Mm-hmm. So we hired two certified teachers. They're amazing. And um, they are experienced in multi-age classrooms. Mm-hmm. So uh, we hired them. And of course the parents are paying for that. And uh, they're essentially homeschooling. But they've hired teachers to help with the mm-hmm. schooling. And then part of that, because it's at the academy, their physical education is martial arts. Their, you know, uh, character development training is through our leadership program. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the four academics things. They're, they're getting a, you know, physical and emotional and, mm-hmm. you know, a good education. But, you know, I asked the teachers, I said, the goal is to get them to be able to go back to school. So please, you know, make sure they're going with the standards of the state, Mm -hmm. you know, the academic standards. So a first grader is learning what the first graders are learning here in Johnson city schools. Mm -hmm. And so when, when it's the right time for them to go back to their classrooms and their teachers, they should be right on track with the other kids. So, um, you know, it was just something in two weeks we were able to get that Mm -hmm. going, you know, it was an Mm -hmm. idea. I sent out a survey who would be interested. I was amazed. Mm -hmm. I was overwhelmed by the response Mm -hmm. and, um, it's worked out for the families that are doing it. It's the right thing for them, and it was definitely a help for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a huge blessing at this time for parents whose mm-hmm. children are in the public schools and and right. work. And then if the parents work, and and all the kids that are there, both parents work, mm-hmm. you know, and you know they're trying to maintain a balance mm-hmm. with all this. And mm-hmm. uh, some of them had real difficulties with the virtual learning, mm-hmm. and uh, they needed a hands-on teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, it's not. You know, not every kid had that issue, but the kids that are in there are, are the right kids to be in there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they're thriving. I I uh, I got called the principal the other day, and I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I was like, that's a new hat. But, <laughs> but you know, I take their temperature when they come in, and I greet them, and I want them to have a happy day. And and that's been something really fun for me. It's a whole new uh, – watching other people, they're in charge, and I just get to watch them teach, and it's really beautiful. That's amazing. I mean, so much more than just kicking butt. <laughs> yeah, you know, yesterday I actually got to teach class. I got uh-huh. to teach Taekwondo, do what I, you know, set out to do in the beginning. And I was like, wow, this is really fun. You know, yeah. I get to get out here and, you know, I remember what that was punch. like. It's been a while, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, there's so many uh, instructors that are coming up and they want the opportunity. You know, I want part of my mission as a human uh-huh. is to give people opportunities to thrive and become who they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I love watching that. You know, I love seeing somebody 
go from where they were to where they want to be. I just, yeah. I never get tired of that. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I step back and let the next generation yeah. do because mm-hmm. they also have a lot more energy. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, um, I, I feel like Josh and I could probably talk to you guys all day. Oh, I'm having a blast. <laughs> but, uh, but we, this is the part of the podcast where we turn it over to our teenagers Uh-oh. to talk with you. Yay. And so, um, your yes, so we're going to do that and, um, and then we'll come back at the end. Sounds so, great. Okay. Bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> what a great experience yeah, for you this guys. Is, this is really neat. Yeah. Yeah, how are you guys? Oh, we're, we're really good. good. Really good. Doing awesome. good. Yeah. It's very nostalgic uh, seeing you guys after yeah. quite a few years. Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. And this is really cool, too, because like I said, I love seeing people do what they want to do and knowing you guys from little kids and now you're, you know, virtually young adults, yep. you know, and uh, living your lives. It's pretty cool. It's awesome. Taekwondo was such a significant part of, I'm not going to speak for you, but my childhood, honestly. <laughs> um, when I think about elementary school, I honestly think about going to Taekwondo right after school. <laughs> you know? It was yeah, just... yeah, same for me. Like uh, I think it was like three and a half years. Yeah, it was um, yeah, pretty significant part of my life for like, yeah, oh, that long period of time. So, um, yeah, it's kind of been ingrained yeah you know in me if you do anything for that long especially something that you know is is so um influential um yeah it was i think yeah probably those three years had some some of the greatest experiences uh in those years also some of you know the the toughest ones Mm -hmm. but um because there's such highs and lows you know sure if you're doing anything like that that's right competitive um learning based um with a bunch of other kids yeah. right life is like that though isn't it you know yeah there's, there's ebbs and flows in, in in every aspect of life you know mm-hmm. and, and you know parents have that at work and um uh, you know we have them and you learn how to kind of work through that time in you know, the low times and uh, that's what you know, both you learn to do so yeah, yeah it it's really neat to see yeah. I, I think too that you know you said it, it was a significant part of your life at that time and to know that it is also a significant part of our life, you know, so we're always connected now, you know, and, you know, knowing that, you know, knowing what days you show up and which class you take and looking forward to seeing you. Oh, it's, you know, it's Thursday at one o'clock, you know, uh, Elijah will be there, you know, that sort of thing. And just being able to know that and look forward to that. It's hard. We know everybody moves on or has to go to different things, but there's always a little piece of us with you and a little yeah. piece of you with us. So it's we really a beautiful. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I imagine, yeah, it'd, it'd be, it would be hard, at least for me, you know, to get attached to a lot of these kids. Um, and you guys have, you know, seen so many, you know, you've taught so many through the years. It's a couple. Crazy. Yeah. Just a few. <laughs> yeah. Just a few. And uh, the value of it. Um, keep going back to that. The value. Um, I know multiple people um, who's, character has been drastically shaped by it i know mine for at least a good portion mm-hmm. has been shaped by those things and you guys know that and you're very intentional about doing that would you say that's like your favorite part of the practice mm-hmm. seeing the character development oh yeah absolutely yeah. you know for that uh, child to come to us and show us that they got a smiley face on their day at school today instead of a frowny face, you know, like I did it. I behaved all day, <laughs> you know, I mean, that is, uh, that is huge for us to, to be able to be part of that. And, uh, it's hard when people even getting attached, you know, when they move, but to know that I, I was able to help them learn how to harness whatever energy they needed in the positive direction, you know, that, that that's pretty, that's pretty cool. And that's where I try to, focus is not that I don't get to see that person very much anymore or I don't know what they're doing now but I hope that you know when they learn to have the confidence to break that board that they'll take that with them to do whatever it is that they want to do absolutely yeah and it gives it meaning right right it's not just you know senselessly you know yeah just because you can (laughs) yeah it's all it's all with something in mind um and yeah I know both of us have had um countless number of those personal experiences like that that kind of 
stick with you for a long time. Like, well, what I, are I some memories that you had? What stands out? Uh, well, I would say for me that would stand out the most would probably be um, when I failed to get my black belt uh, the first time. Um, and then, you know, those months in between mm-hmm. when I then had to test again, right. which um, now looking back, seems like nothing. But at the time, you know, that's huge. Yeah, it was yeah. massive, massive. Yeah. Um, especially when you have a younger brother. Like, yeah. On the first try. Yeah. And you like, anytime you have a little argument, he's like, well, guess who has his black belt? Oh, no. <laughs> um, but, um, oh, that's funny. And then afterwards, uh, getting the black belt after that and it being so much, uh, you know, more significant because mm-hmm. it, it wasn't just like white belt, black belt, right? Straight through, not really any hitch in the road. So that's at least what stood out for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. Um, yeah. mine, what comes to mind is um, breaking a wooden board for the first time. Mm-hmm. That's just a feeling that stuck with me to this day. It was amazing. I can't even describe it. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. Also, hearing Eye of the Tiger every day. <laughs> That's every my fault, day. probably, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll hear music on the radio. I'm like... You wanted to start doing your form. I remember those days very vividly. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, Elijah, I was just trying to make sure you didn't get taller than me too quick. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's a neat part of our thing. We we train everybody, and we train them to be better than us. Yeah. <laughs> and it and it happens. Yeah, I just assume um, everybody, every child's going to grow taller than me. So I just wait for it to happen. But. But, the, you know, that's one of the hardest lessons that we do have to teach is how do you get through a failure? It's not my favorite lesson to teach, but I know it's going to be one of the most beneficial lessons, yeah. you know, and it, it breaks our hearts when somebody doesn't um, succeed oh, the first time. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, hard. It's emotional. But Very we emotional. also have been around long enough and we've never had anyone do that and not come back and pass. You know, I've been teaching for over 30 years, and to say that we've been able to help everybody overcome that is, uh, makes me feel really good. So I'm, I'm proud of you for sticking with it. And I know that if that was a big memory for you, that'll be something you know that oh, we just try again next time. Yeah. That was terrible at the time, though. Oh, absolutely. Well, I had, yeah, a, you know, hard, the yes. same experience. My little brother got his black belt before me because I couldn't break my board. So yeah. I know what that feels like, and it's no fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, – and also, I just wanted to talk about uh, the school that you guys are starting. Um, it is technically a homeschool. Yes. I'm homeschooled. So mm-hmm. – um, it's cool to see uh, more opportunities, mm-hmm. um, especially um, coming from you guys, uh, because they're, uh, homeschool is a very broad term. You know, right. it can be it, it can be anything. Right. It can just it can be just about anything other than private or public. Right. And um, so, I, I kind of want to know more. Like, wh- how are you guys doing this with kids? Um, so, um, as far as how it works, uh, a family. Um, enrolls under, you know, as a homeschool family. And right. they can do that through the uh, public school system or they can do it privately through an um, umbrella system, whether that's a church umbrella or uh, just independent. And then the parent is completely in charge of what their child is learning and um, reporting the attendance, reporting the grades. You know, so for us, that was something that we felt like we didn't necessarily want to be in charge of that, you know? So how do we create a school where parents can not necessarily be the primary teacher, but they're still in charge of reporting to other people, the grades and, you know, keeping track of those sort of things. So, so that was kind of uh, each of the parents in the Academy uh, are registered homeschoolers and they're choosing to have their children tutored with the teachers and then um, we're also being able to provide, like I said, the physical training and performing arts uh, because of the leadership program. They have to get up and speak and, you know, do things like that. So they're working on getting out in front. And so they actually get uh, six subjects taken care of. They get their requirements met as far as time in school and days of the you know semester. So 
um, you know, we just kind of looked at what are the rules, what are the laws, what are the guidelines, and then we created something that fit into that. So that's logistically how we did it. Uh, the kids come to school, they do academics three days a week, and then they do physical and uh, performing arts two days a week. So, so awesome. is it something that you're hoping to continue once the pandemic lessens, I could say? Well, that's that's up in the air right now. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a good question um, because I think for the people that we're serving, we're we're a, a big benefit to them, and then and we have wonderful teachers like my wife just mentioned that um, that, uh, that really make it work. And so we found the right people. You know, if the, if the interest is there, the answer to that would be yes. Yeah, It'll I think continue. we would too. Yeah, if yeah. I think that if if it's the service that people want, um, and we can provide it. And and it's been going, you know, we're on week three and it's been going, you know, wonderfully. And uh, I'm just I'm just seeing happy kids and happy teachers and happy parents. So, you know, I know that it's not going to always be perfect and there'll be issues, but I also know that things are going really well. So it's mm -hmm. it's promising. So yeah. that's definitely a positive aspect of the pandemic for you all. Yes. Being yeah. able to help and uh, mm -hmm. step in and, you know, one of the things that the biggest compliments we got during the, when everything first hit was thank you for giving us something to do at home. Yeah. You know, so we were on zoom with, we had all kinds of activities, not just our classes, but we had contests and Keith had fitness classes and, you know, just all kinds of things for the parents to do. And we had yoga classes for the parents, you know, everything on zoom and knowing that what you were doing was helping people was, it kept us going in a hard time. Yeah, the parents were, were calling us like my parents, my, my kids are driving me crazy because there's nothing structured to do at home yeah. so much. So they would they would make that time to take their martial arts classes, you know, through Zoom and um, give the the parents uh, a little break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we we ask um, we ask everyone uh, every single time uh, from a teen's perspective, wanting to know. You guys have uh, seen so many teens in influential roles, leadership roles. You're teaching leadership to them and them showing leadership. Um, what have you learned over the years that um, us, we as teens and people that are listening can learn whether it's what the influence of a teen um, is to a community and how they can um, show that? Oh, gosh. I think uh, it's actually something that's really important to me. So I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I think that their teens get a bad rap, <laughs> you know, but, but my, from my point of view is that you guys are the future. You know, it's our responsibility to treat you with the same respect we would want you to treat us with as, you know, adults and to uh, focus on giving you opportunities to grow and learn and respect who you are as a person. And so my message for people who work with teens or have teenagers is to not look at this teenager as just a kid, but to look at this teenager as your future leader, the person who's going to be making decisions for your life as you age, you know, as they come into public office or teach school or different things like that. So, um, you know, my perspective is that teens are amazing. You know, they have the benefit of the adults in their life to guide them, but then the knowledge of everything that's new, you know? And so I rely on teenagers a lot. Say, okay, for instance, we don't want to play Eye of the Tiger every day. <laughs> you know, we want something new. Okay, what do what do kids your age want to listen to? You know, not not the 80s, you know? Maybe, I don't know, but, you know, just... Uh, you know, I think teenagers should also remember that as they're growing and learning and becoming who they're supposed to be, to be patient with the generation before you, that, you know, we don't know everything that you know, especially with technology, we're learning. Okay, you probably already figured that out, right? <laughs> so, but um, that we are also in parents too, we're learning how to parent a teen at the same time you're learning how to become an adult. So we're all in this kind of shift together. And if we can, if you can be patient with us and we can be respectful of you and who you are, then we can all just make the world a better place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. So. We agree completely. And we want to thank you so much for everything that you taught us. 
through the years and for being with us today. Thank you're you. very welcome. Yeah, you, you guys are so amazing. It's a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, it's great to see you. Um, okay, so we are um, we are unfortunately going to have to wrap things up here. But um, where 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 do you like for people to find out more information about you guys in your programs? Well, we'd love for them to call and stop by. You know, we like talking to people. Um, they can give us a call uh, at our academy, which our website is olsonsma.com, and uh, all of our contact information is on there. Uh, or you can stop in anytime. You know, we're we're there uh, most days, <laughs> all day. Mm-hmm. So uh, just stop in and see what we're about. Take a look at our facility. and Or if you just want to stop in and say, hey, I heard heard the podcast and wanted to see your face. <laughs> <laughs> Glad Amanda, thank you. Oh, you're thank more you. than welcome. Thank you for having us. Bye, everybody. That's our show. Thanks so much for listening to Doing Good, the podcast. And you can find us if you'd like to hear more at our website at we'redoinggood.com or on Facebook or Instagram at We're Doing Good. So please like our pages and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We all have something that we can be doing. So just take the first step. Everybody show some love and do some good. Have a great day.